hopefully rehearsal goes well tonight because we're going to be on the camera tomorrow. And literally, like, perfect the first was, way through. It was like, like we had been in a band for 10 years or something and played it a million times. That's rare. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Happy Easter and welcome to another edition of our music highlight series, Augusta Rocks. Today's episode features Timber Choir with Adam Sams and Brendan St. Gilles, who talk about how the band was founded almost on accident. It was kind of like, record these five songs, get paid, sweet. And then at the end of it, we're like, oh my gosh, like this was incredible. Like, how can we do more of this? While Adam started his music career as a solo artist in Augusta going to Augusta State University, Brendan found unanticipated success in Nashville in a famous production studio. I mean, I don't, I don't have a degree in this, you know, I'm, I would be there to learn it. He's like, literally their only requirements are that you're a good hang and you like cool music. These guys have some awesome chemistry and you can see that in their first EP, Come and Go, which was recorded under very unusual circumstance. We literally did five songs in five days. So it was like we had five days booked and every single day we woke up, wrote a song and recorded it to completion. Thank you so much for tuning in to this latest episode of the Augusta Rocks miniseries right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. You are listening, of course, to the Drop the Disc Podcast. Uh, before we start, happy Easter to everybody. That's right, we are releasing an episode on Easter Sunday. Uh, we will not be releasing an episode next week, though, so everybody enjoy your golf week. And when you're watching the tournament, go ahead and tune in to our watch along, which will be live on YouTube on the Drop the Disc YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page, which is, of course, Drop the Disc underscore podcast. If you guys enjoy this episode today, make sure you give us a like, give us a share. Uh, maybe just tell a friend. You don't have to go to all the trouble of liking and sharing. But if you tell a friend, it really does go a long way and we appreciate it. This episode, like every episode, is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. You guys may know that Chris and I have used Nancy personally. Chris, of course, buying his family home and me uh, for some investments. And the real reason that Nancy is not just our sponsor, but also our personal agent is because we trust her. She has all of the information. Uh, she actually sends me a mailing list every week of personalized investments that are on the market just for me. Uh, she walked us through both of our processes. She has great connections and recommendations for all the different vendors that you might need along the way. She's very knowledgeable and she's got your back. If you are facing an impending real estate decision, a move, a move of a friend or family member, we highly recommend her, Nancy Powell at Powell & Associates. Give her a call at 706-717-1281 and find her on social media at Downtown Augusta Broker. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast. This is our Augusta Rock series. We are super happy to have Adam Sams and Brendan St. Gillet. And uh, we are Timber Choir. Awesome. That's very cool. And I want to take a, a small moment of appreciation for uh, Brendan's last name. Yeah. Very, very cool yeah. situation we've got going on over here. I, I made it myself. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that, but by the look on your face, yeah, you definitely. look pretty serious. Could, could you say your last name one more time? St. Gillet. St. Gillet. One word. Yep. The S. The 
S T period G E L A I S. I was going to so tell Chris if he could spell it, I would buy him dinner. <laughs> 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 All right. So we've got you guys here. Brendan, you drove down from, correct me if I'm wrong, Nashville, Tennessee to That's be correct. on this episode. Yep. We're pretty excited about that. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited he, to know how y'all met, but we'll get there later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 We'll get there later. So for this episode, um, we're going to get to know you guys. We're going to start with the personal, and then we'll roll it right into the music, and there'll probably be a little bit of overlap for both of those. Um, I'm just going to make a judgment call here, and I'm going to say, let's start with Brendan. Love it. And we'll just work our way over to uh, Adam. Sweet. And so, Brendan, did you grow up in Augusta? I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Thanks I've for the plug. I've been here for a couple of days, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it would have been awesome to grow up here. This place is awesome. I grew up in uh, a town called Ormond Beach, Florida, basically Daytona. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it was a fine place to grow up, but I wasn't like a beach kid. I was kind of fat, so I didn't I didn't like going <laughs> to the beach. Man, I feel you there. And just like, I don't, and I was into music, and like it wasn't there for a while. It was a cool music town back in the like emo days, like <laughs> when everybody's in hardcore bands and stuff, and. Like My Chemical Romance type totally. stuff. But by yeah. the time I like reached the age to actually be playing in bands, it was dying out. And so mm. it was just like kind of a bummer. Um, but I mean, it was a, I guess it was a fun place to grow up. And then uh, I had a buddy that I grew up with who went to an audio engineering school in, in Daytona, oddly enough. They have a really great program there. But uh, he was like, I just graduated. I got to move to Nashville. I was like, I'll go with you if my girlfriend goes. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Shout uh, out. Yep, shout out. She's in the studio with us. She is. Super shout out to her for also coming down from Nashville with you. Oh, yeah. She, dude, she. She must be a fan of you. Uh, Something she, like that, right? Jury's out on that. <laughs> Debatable. But she carries a heavy burden, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, she she was like, I, I wanted to go to school in Nashville. I'll move to Nashville with you. And. Uh, crazy. So we, we did it. We just decided to go. I was 19, I think. So you've yeah. always been kind of a music guy. It sounds like. Yeah. My dad was a, a music teacher an elementary school music teacher. And he didn't, he definitely didn't like push it on us or anything. I have three brothers. He didn't push it on it on any of us, but like it was around. So I think we all kind of casually right got into it in one way or another. And it kind of really stuck with me. Um, what were you doing? Guitar, vocal, drums? Guitar. Okay. Well, I started on bass and then okay. uh, got bored and guitar was a little more fun. And I mean, there's more yeah. strings. More strings. You can actually play songs by yourself with it. <laughs> uh, so this is a unique perspective because a lot of the people we have on the show, obviously 99%, they came up doing music in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that culture is playing at churches. And so I'm wondering, like, what is the equivalent for you? Like, you know, we're talking about these bands that have gotten together that they were all playing in churches and then they realized they liked each other and they started making music. Like, what was that for you? Uh, I mean, I definitely grew up playing in church. So <laughs> huge, huge part of my life. Uh, there it is. I mean, we could go into like how me and Adam, Adam met. Is that kind of what you're so as far as like? So you were 19 connection? when you moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Had y'all met yet? We had. Yeah. OK, so. That's Dude, like Mary Hill. Is that part of the story? No, like, that's what's crazy. This is this is a whole story in and of itself. Is that my wife Alicia, okay. his wife Anna, okay. and Adam? They all three met on the same day. 
uh, if only years your ago. name started with an A, that I would know. be such a cool I club. Know. Yeah. Well, to be him, right behind him. <laughs> so close. Uh, so close. But the, you guys all met on the same day. I mean, maybe you can talk about it, but I wasn't there. I found yeah. out years later. <laughs> this, I mean, this was it was 2007. We were all in high school, and we all actually lived in different places. So. Um, uh, I also lived in Florida. I lived in Jacksonville. Okay. I actually had just moved there. My dad was in the Navy, and we had just got stationed there. It's a there. cool city. Yeah. So, dude, so we were there. Uh, Brennan's future wife, Alicia, she was, I guess, like St. Augustine. She was area? in Palm Coast, which yeah. is tw- twenty min- about 45 minutes from St. Augustine, 20 minutes from Daytona. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, and then my now wife, Anna, she lived here in Augusta, and all three of us met at a Switchfoot concert in Val- <laughs> at, at Wild Adventures Theme Park in Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> That's awesome. Of all places. What Just are the odds? Totally <laughs> random. Yeah. And it like that meeting literally changed all of our lives forever. Like, Seriously. Well, well, let's switch over and Yeah, it seems like this is going to be a lot of back yeah, and forth. Yeah, so, so let let's switch over. Uh, Adam, are you originally from Augusta? Dude, so sounds like potentially not. Potentially not. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I mean, as I you know, I, I was the Navy kid, so I grew up living all over the place. Um, I mean, I guess kind of my most formative years we lived in uh, like San Diego, um, then up near Seattle for a bit, and then Jacksonville. And so we kind of hit the corners of the country, and then um, yeah. So I ended up moving to Augusta pretty much right out of high school. Um, I moved here to go to, I guess, Augusta State University That's right. at the time. Very yeah. nice. Shout out. And um, yeah. Were you playing music by then? I was. Okay. Yeah. So kind of similar to Brennan, we, I mean, I grew up, I also played in church. I mean, okay. that was huge for uh, just learning how to play guitar, learning how to sing in front of people. And um, But by the time I moved to Augusta, like, I had, like, played in some bands growing up and I had started like a little solo project, so it was kind of like any opportunity I had to just get in front of some people and play right. some songs. Literally, like first what, Fridays in front of Book Tavern. What like, was that solo project called? Is there music that we can find from it? It's literally just Adam Sams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I can go to Apple Music and type in Adam Sams. Totally. And I'll hear that stuff. Yeah. That's hilarious. Really, I'm going to do that. Really cool record. I'm, there I'm we a go. Fan. I, so I was a fan of Adam. <laughs> Maybe not before we were friends. Like, was that how you met? Like you were getting an autograph? No. It just worked I mean, out. Might as well have been how we met. I was a very fast fan. Uh, but, you know, I was starting to date Alicia, my wife. And, That's right. And she was like, we're going to go hang out with Anna and Adam and, you know, spend the day together. I was like, cool. Love to meet him. And then we, I feel like we hit it off. I mean, we were in all the same music and, and stuff. And then it was shortly after I moved to Nashville, you came up to Nashville to make your record. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, so like so interested in making records at that point, um, but hadn't like had any experience or anything. I was okay. just an, a guitar player. But you had moved there at the age of nineteen to make records, and that you were just kind of, of figuring the, it, it was out. Kind of the pipe dream was like someday I want to be a producer. Don't know how I'm going to do it. Got it. But I would love to. What year was that? Just for a little bit of context. 2011. Okay. Or 12. I think uh, so. It was October when I was recording. There was 2013. So I think you had maybe been there like. I think I moved there October 20. My wife's gonna totally correct me on this. <laughs> uh, I think I moved there October t- 2012. I think that's okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's that is actually mm-hmm. absolutely right. So, so what was the plan? I mean, what were you doing? 
aside from the pipe dream? The plan was I'm going to move to Nashville and do something. That was literally <laughs> it. It was like something dot I, dot music. I mean, mark. I didn't go to college, so I, I really had nothing going for me. I was like, I'm kind of good at music. My friend wants to move to Nashville. My girlfriend's willing to go too. Let's just say yes to this opportunity and go. And I mean, it's the best decision I ever made. Um, and literally, I mean, the first, I will say the first year I was in Nashville, Nashville, I didn't work in music at all. I, I was a valet. I parked cars. So it took a minute to get going. I eventually found an internship at a studio. But in, I feel like it was in that first year you came up to make your record. And I kind of would come in a couple of days to just be a fly on the wall, which is so nice of you to let me do that. Because uh, I was just like, oh, this is so cool being in the studio. And this is that single. This is that single project, that EP. Yeah, the, it was Adam's solo project. That's right. Yeah. Okay. This was like, so actually this was the second project I had done. The mm -hmm. um, I had done an EP. My friend um, Nick Duke here in Augusta, he had like a backyard studio and graciously like I was this like super intense like <laughs> really excited to do music like 19 year old kid and actually I think I might have been like 17 or 18 at the time and he's like um let me come to his house and record songs and wow yeah so that was kind of the OG like the the first project and then um ultimately that led to this other one and um it's kind of crazy like hearing you say all that I feel like it, and we'll probably talk more about this but I feel like such a theme for both of us is like having these moments where we're kind of like at little like crossroads in our lives or like having to like make a choice or make a big right. decision and like um, kind of taking a step or like making making a choice without really knowing what the outcome's going to be. But like I, I got a good hunch about this. Like so this, was that EP, was that your taking a step? And see what happens. Yeah, I, I think that for me was like I just want to freaking record something. Like I've got right. these songs, I'm I'm playing them whenever I can, and I want to like have something to like give people. Like that right. was to me growing up was the dream to like have a physical record. Like I want to give someone a CD of my music. Like, if you guys ever make a record, please give us a copy. We are oh, we, yeah. we need a reason to buy a record player for the studio. Oh, dude. perfect. I mean, we're way in. we tried to go to Gransky's today and they're closed on Mondays. No. I forgot. <laughs> what a it's heartbreaker. Okay. Oh, we're big, man. big so, record fans. Yeah. So, Adam, you went to a ASU, yes. uh, not Arizona State. Um, and so, Brendan, you're in Nashville at this time mm -hmm. and you know you're going into music. Yeah. Um, you're just trying to figure out how. Yep. What, what did you think that you were doing at the time, Adam? Dude, so I, <laughs> I started out... <laughs> I literally, I started studying music performance because I'm like, okay. okay, performing music, that's what I do. Um, the The program was like a classical music program and I studied voice. So I'm singing okay. full on like Italian yeah. opera, like Latin stuff. And, um, and actually it was really good. Like that, um, I ended up switching to music education in there for a little bit and that like, I guess, formal training right. was formative for me. I mean, I learned a lot of uh, just kind of the technical skills and stuff. Um, so that was what I was doing. I was studying music education and somewhere in the middle there, um, I was like going to school and then I'd be like driving down to Jacksonville to go play a show with mm -hmm. my band. And then I'd be like driving back to go like sing so for you, a, you were in a band. recital. Yeah. What's the band name? It's called Don't Sigh Daisy. 
Do y'all have music we can find? We do. Oh yeah, my it's goodness. Out there. <laughs> That's the deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good stuff. So I'm sorry, continue. So dude, so totally. So I'd like I'd be literally like going down to Jacksonville, play a show, drive back in time to like take a final or whatever. Oh and goodness. I got to this point, I was like, Man, I'm I'm trying to do too many things at once and I was like right. What I really, really want to do right now is just like play music. I want to book shows. I want to go on the road. I want to. I want to make another record. Like I had all these other songs I had written, and so I decided to like take a like just kind of put the hold button on school and be like, you know what? I'll I can come back to this later on. But right now, I really need to like get out and play music. And I feel like I was really fortunate. Like I had some friends and like people that were like maybe a little further along than me that could kind of mentor me and kind of mm-hmm. be like okay Absolutely. so yeah this is how you book a show this is how you right. route a tour so that you Stuff don't you take for granted exactly yeah Definitely. and um yeah so I mean f- from there on it was like several years of loading up my 97 Honda Accord <sighs> packing like guitars and merch in not only the trunk but like the back seat like <laughs> hoping that you don't get in a wreck and it like oh my you know, goodness i've had we're that just nightmare stacked in it and we driving up and down the east coast like playing shows for uh five people at a coffee shop or whatever you know getting <laughs> getting as turned as away for the gas we're good right exactly yeah you're <laughs> like okay i know that if we get to this city and we sell like five records we'll be good like we can <laughs> put gas in the tank and get some cookout you know <laughs> That is that is terrifying to describe, I think, probably in hindsight. <laughs> so, Brendan, uh, at this time, Adam's making records and traveling and and dropping out of school to focus on music. At this point, all we know about you is that you were valeting cars. Oh, so yeah. take take us up to speed. What was the like the music connection for you? How did it happen? Uh, so the guy that I moved to Nashville with, who was like audio engineer guy. Right. Um, we lived together for that first year I was right. in Nashville and he pretty quickly got connected to a recording studio called the smokestack. And it was, I mean, it's the coolest studio in the world to this day. I, I believe that. And a guy named Paul Moak, who's a producer in Nashville, um, owns it, operates it. He's the main dude. And so he was an intern there about a year after he was there, there he was, he came to me. He's like, we kind of need another intern. Would you be interested? I was like, yes, absolutely. I was like, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a degree in this, you know, I'm, I would be there to learn. And he's like, literally the only requirements are that you're a good hang and you like cool music. You're a good hang. That's that's great. I will say, and I worked there for six years and the hang part is maybe the most important part of a career in music. I'm sure. You, you have to be sociable. You have to be. Oh yeah. uh, Kind and respectful. And, and especially in a town like Nashville, if you're not word gets around, you know, like, yeah, you, you'll develop a reputation. So that was kind of the music connection. It was, I started interning at the studio after a while of interning there, uh, you know, got permission to like use it on nights and weekends. And so it would be, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll record you for like a hundred bucks. I'll do a song or something or, mm-hmm. or free sometimes, you know, and that's how I would get practice. You know, I really didn't have a formal education. It would be, I would intern three days a week at the studio and work on amazing records that I had no business being a part of, but kind of just being a fly on the wall and learning yeah. all these techniques and um, cool. All I have to do is clean the studio and wrap mic cables and set up microphones. That's awesome. And then, right. and then that turned into recording on nights and weekends and kind of getting practice that way. And I slowly learned how to 
engineer records and mm-hmm. um, get good sounds and, and record drums and all of these techniques that are like, I don't know, invaluable. And so that kind of is how it took off. And so slowly but surely I found myself doing the thing I always dreamed of doing. I was a record producer in Nashville making almost no money. And, you know, like <laughs> basically I got married. So after a year of living in Nashville, I got married to my wife and, and, uh, which was, I will say this, that was the best decision I ever made. Not moving to Nashville, but, uh, you're saying that cause she's listening. She's in the other room. Uh, <laughs> I just feel this weight behind me. Like, uh, anyway, so got married and she, man, she right away got a job in music as well. She worked for an artist management company. Very and cool. Then, and then switched over to a label that one of the artists was signed to. So now she works at a record label. I'm a record producer. We're like just typical Nashville stereotype. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to talk about any of the, the projects you had no business working on, but you were working on them? There's a there's a few that like were like standout kind of stuff for me. So uh, I'm tr- let me think. There's an artist that Paul Moak, the guy I worked for, uh, he produced a record for an artist named Caitlin Smith, who in Nashville, she she was and is a really big country songwriter and kind of started doing her own solo music. And so that was a really big record, a record called Starfire I got to be a part of. There's an artist named Gabe Dixon who we did a record with, that um, fantastic virtuoso piano player. Like it, he played on a Paul McCartney record when he was like 20 or something like that. Wow. Just like kind of legends. Um, right. Trying to think. I mean, there, we did a lot of like cool Christian music. I grew up listening to that stuff, and so mm-hmm. getting to meet Michael W. Smith and I don't know Amy Damn. Grant and people like that was super cool. But um, it was just kind of like it was just such a cool studio, and and the people that would show up and be there, and like, or uh, there's this guy who I'm still a massive fan of named Ethan Luck, who was in this band oh, called yeah. the OC Supertones that I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. which is a Christian ska band, which was a big deal. <laughs> That's very niche. Was, That's like <laughs> it sounds. It in. sounds niche, but they sold like hundreds of thousands of records. In Shout the 90s, out to that. So, Dude, um, Brennan's not really talking it up either, but like the smokestack. <laughs> I mean, uh, from the outside, like as a an artist, like the smokestack was like a dream studio. Like so many of my favorite records were recorded there. Like, um, you know, Paul records albums live to tape in the studio just like rock and roll stuff and i mean that i I can't imagine a more like amazing i guess like proving ground or just kind of like getting getting to just like experience that and 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 paul's method is and and just him as a person he's just the nicest guy in the world and so yeah even him the idea of him letting interns be in the room for that process and letting you use the studio is not typical right um a lot of times it's very like cool, get the artist coffee and then go wait in the lounge until we need you again. Right, um, yeah. And Paul was like, there's no point in you being here and being an intern if you're not learning anything and you can only learn if you're a part of the process. That's really cool. Which I think is where the hang aspect comes into play. <laughs> yes. Because if you have a dopey intern, right? you know, fangirling over everybody that walks in the room, uh, that doesn't fly. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it, man, it, it really is I, the coolest studio in the world. And Paul's like, I couldn't, say enough good things about him and uh if you have the time look up the studio and and paul moak as a as a producer he's done a ton of awesome records but great guy to learn from we'll be right back with more timber choir this is drop the disc podcast recorded at augusta podcast studio and i'm switching up the order a little bit today because i'm going to talk to you guys first about the clubhouse uh the clubhouse is 
a co-working space. It's downtown Augusta on the third floor of the Cyber Center. And you actually walk past it on that higher level of the Riverwalk. Now, the clubhouse is not only a space for uh, working and for businesses and for startups, but they also do a program that grows startups called Make Startups. Uh, This program is all over the country, but it's focused right here in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, They are about to launch their first Make Startups class. They are heavily supportive of all of the organizations that they work with. In fact, we will be hosting our official Augusta Golf Tournament watch-along at the clubhouse, and they are helping sponsor the whole show. Thank you to the clubhouse. They're an incredible organization in our community, Uh, whether you're a startup, whether you're a business, or whether you're just a person that's interested in networking with great people. Check them out at theclubhouse.se and at makestartups.com. And now let's get back to more with Timber Choir. We've talked about other people's music. Let's let's narrow down, though, a little bit because we have you guys here uh, and you guys are musicians that, that play together. So we really need to talk about your music. And I think we're getting pretty close to the point where you guys may have uh, met. Um, mm. I, what what I mean, was it like love at first sight where obviously <laughs> you've met. Right. But like in the music sense, like I mean, you David, decided to do projects together. David, you see the way they look Dude. at each I know they're I just actually, staring in each other's yeah. eyes. That this they're is getting love. lost yeah. in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I would love to kind of speak into this. Like, Please. Dude, I just, I feel like, so, I mean, okay, so whenever we met, like 2011-ish, maybe? Probably or t- earlier, 10 or 11. 10 or 11. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I guess by that point, I, I already lived in Augusta. and um, But I feel like, I mean, so we started this Timber Choir project last year. It was it was June during the COVID 2020, shutdown, everything. So June 2020. Eight or nine years so there was a big span in there. Like, I mean, Brennan and I di- didn't make music together, but like both of us were like cultivating kind of our, I guess, focus or like the thing we were passionate about, the thing that we were like, felt like was kind of our wheelhouse. And I guess, dude, I mean, getting, I, so on the one hand, I'm like uh, writing songs and stuff. And on the other hand, you're like working in an incredible studio, like getting hands-on experience and so, like, so was there like a conversation, you know, where you guys like looked each other in the eyes, kind of like it, you are now? Dude, kind of. That's fast forwarding a lot. I mean, I'm seeing eyes, twinkles in yeah. your eyes when y'all look at each other. Dude, the fast forward is that like last year, I mean, okay, so I guess like early 2020, it was like January, I guess, that we All right. decided like that this that this started to take shape. Can I can I give a little backstory dude, about that? Sure. Please do. Yeah. 2019, I knew I was going to quit working for Paul at the Smokestack. It was just okay. kind of time, and I needed to, like... Were you going out act- on your own? Yes. Basically, okay. I need to go out on my own, actually make a living, and try okay. to try to do it. Were you um, an intern for all that time? Pretty much. The last year I, I was there... I wanted you to say no, man. That's dude. a bummer. <laughs> well, and so that's the crazy thing about music is it's just... Man, it's tough to make a career out of it. Yeah. And so uh, we were... My wife made good money, and we lived... I mean, we didn't live extravagantly, so we lived within our means, and... Made it work until, you know, it was time to just like, all right, pony up and do it. And by mm-hmm. then I had enough experience and I kind of co- bought my own gear and kind of got a studio going at my house. So you and Adam's project, is it the first project you personally like as far as a band, like making music from that side? Is this the first project you've worked on? No, 
I was no, in a, okay, I, was a, okay. I was in a band right out of high school that we did like a six song EP but it was terrible and we only What's, played like can five we find songs. it? No. <laughs> he's, he's just uh, saying that. No, you can't. It you doesn't can't. it doesn't exist on the internet. Um and for good reason. You might have some fans out there. You don't know. Probably two. Um <laughs> Dude, Murray Hill ringing. Murray Hill, so there's that venue that we in Jacksonville that everybody played, uh called Murray Hill Theater. That's where I met my wife. And I saw Don't Side Daisy play one time and had no idea who you were at the time. But anyways. That's very cool. 2019, I knew I was right. quitting. Uh, told Paul. And I, by that time, I had kind of gotten my own studio up and running in my basement. Um, but I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, I don't really have anything booked, but I'm going to have faith that 2020 is going to be okay. And I'll... I'll so did I'll, so many other people. <laughs> Oh You're not but, the only but one. But here's the crazy thing, man. Um, January of January was slow, mm-hmm. but during January, a buddy of mine who works at a company called Soundstripe, they are a music licensing company based okay. in Nashville, um, and they're skyrocketing. It was like a startup that just kind of blew up, and their model's really interesting. You pay a flat rate per month, and you can license as many songs as you want to use in your wedding videos or whatever. I like that model. Mm -hmm. It's a good model. And it's really interesting from a business perspective because then you have to get into how do you pay your musicians royalties and all that stuff if you're not paying per license and all this. They found a really creative way around it. All that to say, I have a buddy that works there. He hit me up about, hey, we need somebody that can do kind of like acoustic songwriter music for like wedding videos. Uh, Would you be interested? Um, And so basically they signed me to a six-month contract where – Every month I had to find a different artist to team up with and do like a five song EP that would ultimately just be a part of their catalog. Right. You know, you could go on and find. And so I was just kind of reaching out to all my friends of like, hey, because I don't really think of myself as a singer. Um, And I was like, I'm not going to do that solo. I need to like team up with people and Mm -hmm. have good voices on it or else nobody will use it. (laughs) Um, And so reached out to different. I did a few different projects and then one one of the people I thought would be perfect was like Adam of course like right. he's not going to be super busy because you know there's no touring right there's now. no right well yeah and by that point you would kind of stop doing the solo thing for a while and I was like this would be a great excuse to get Adam back in because I was you know a mega fan of Adam and I was like it's a shame that he's not playing music and not doing it as a career so I'm like how can I how can I be sneaky about this and get Adam playing music again and so I reached out and he was like, yeah, that sounds like so much fun. We get, and we literally got paid to make a record, which is unheard of. So it's like Soundstripe is an amazing company. They pay fairly and, and, and take care of their artists. And so I found myself in this really unique situation where I'd gone into 2020 kind of expecting nothing and then got handed this, like, here's a six month contract and you'll be paid a flat rate per song. And like, you can team up with your friends and, and you can use some of the budget to pay them. And like, that's kind of unheard of these days. That's yeah. really insane. Um, Love that. And so we literally were like, let's just book a week. My quota is five songs. We'll see what we can get. Um, I don't yeah. know if I'm getting too ahead of myself. No, well, let's, yeah. can I, can I pause this real quick Absolutely. before, cause this is going to be a lot, I think. And I, I want to ask Adam, you know, you're so passionate about music yeah. and, and yet, uh, Brendan noted that you weren't playing music at the time. What, was there something going on? Were, were you thinking that you were done with music? Dude, so, yeah, I mean, kind of where I left off, I mean, playing, book booking shows, right. uh, recording albums, like, just EPs, trying to get music yeah. out there. Kind of like, 
I was grew up the perpetual fan of the side project, like the solo artist that's like, you know, this is my band. And then I also do this thing. And that was always my favorite music. And, you know, I was, uh, working really hard to like make a career out of that. And, um, it started to wear on me. Like I started to get to a point where I'd be on the road playing these shows and it's like, I'm spending all of my time, uh, (laughs) sending out emails to, subscribers every night and like trying to balance the merch numbers and trying to book another tour while I'm doing this one and I'm playing the same eight nine ten songs every night and I haven't written anything in a year or a year and a half there's no time right and so I got yeah and so I got to this point I was like man um this is not what I want to do forever like I I started to feel kind of burnt out I'm like man if I'm gonna do this or I guess I was like, if this is what I'm going to do forever, it needs to look more sustainable. Like, I can't do everything myself. I can't, like, manage all the business of it and do all the musical side of it. It's just not going to happen. And so I took a step back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from... When was that? This was, like, 2016. Like, early 2016. Yeah, so I pretty much, like... I kind of had like my dream of like getting to open for my favorite artist growing up. And um, after that, I was kind of like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a little break from booking stuff, doing all the business stuff. I'm going to focus on like, how do I actually build like a sustainable habit of like, what, what does being a musician actually look like? And so I told myself, I was like, okay, number one, if I'm going to be a songwriter, I ha- I have to actually write songs. I can't spend all my time trying to book shows and so I was like okay I'm gonna try to write a song every day and maybe that's like literally a little guitar part or a lyric or something but I was like every day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna journal for a little bit and I'm gonna hit record on my iPhone and put a little something down and um, I started kind of like doing this habit and it ended up being like one of the most like I guess I could say like healing things for me as a musician because it was like suddenly I didn't have all the pressure on what I was trying to do with music. I'm not like trying to make a record. I'm not trying to do anything other than write a song because I want to be a songwriter and I want to play music. And so that was super cool. And so in the interim there, uh, my wife and I got married and we were kind of figuring out what we wanted our lives to look like and totally out of left field. Um, some friend like a good friend of ours in nashville who like owns a merchandising company so he does like uh like tour merchandise management got it he ended up kind of getting us into that world and so um anna my wife and i we got to tour um doing merchandise management for so you probably love that yeah so it was like totally like none of the pressure of like having to handle everything it's just like okay here's one aspect of this big tour and like you just do this one thing really well and it was super cool I mean we got to the whole thing like living on tour buses and seeing the country and all that and it was it was a really great experience and like so many great relationships through that and um and in the meantime I'm still waking up early to write a few pages in my journal and record something on my iPhone and so like so there's like I guess, I don't know, like three years in there where I'm just like cultivating this habit 
So you weren't um, performing, but you were still in the industry. I mean, there's no denying that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> we can't really escape it. It seems <laughs> like <laughs> so. Um, okay. Dude, yeah. So let's let's carry on with the formation. I just I wanted to hear about that because yeah. that was unexpected when you said that he wasn't doing music anymore. Yep. So that makes a ton of sense. Oh, so. it was Dude, unexpected I, to me too. I forget. I deleted <laughs> my. <laughs> I like deleted all my social media. I'm like yeah. that. That was honestly that was something that really like gave me a lot of anxiety and stuff. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I like. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this inherently, but like for me, it, it was becoming negative. And I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. take a step. That was one of the things I took a step. It's a lot back of self care stuff for you. You are yeah. not the only one, but you're probably one of the few that actually steps away from it. I, yeah, I would sure. say that. I don't know anybody else that has actually quit it for that long. Right. You still don't really use it. I, I don't I'm, think at all. I'm terrible at it. I'm a terrible <laughs> social I'm, media yeah. person. I'm bad at texting. Well, I'm terrible at it too, but I still <laughs> use it. I'm still on Instagram all the time. You're probably better at it managing Whatever. that than me. <laughs> so, so am I guessing that uh, Timber Choir might have formed because of this project? Because of Soundstripe. So it's so funny and lame because it's like, uh, you want to start a fake band, Adam? Sure, let's start a <laughs> fake band. We have to come up with a fake band name and sell it like it's a real band, but, you know, we'll make a little money. And How'd it'll you be come up with the fake band fake name? Dude, Anna gets Anna. props for well, that. Well, I mean, she knew it was a Wendell Berry, right? Yeah. Auth an author. I'm okay. a huge fan of Wendell Berry. He's this uh, author, farmer out of Kentucky who's been writing uh, incredible stuff about agriculture and kind of the state of our uh, our culture or our nation since like the 60s and um, his writing so in that period where I'm kind of like going off the grid a little bit mm -hmm. uh, my brother-in-law got me into Wendell Berry and I like just dove in head first right. and like started like I mean his his writing has like changed kind of the course of my life in a lot of ways and so where so does where does Tim require come from in his catalog dude so <laughs> I guess we kind of stole the name a little bit. He's yeah. got a, he has a collection of poems called A Timbered Choir. Okay. And, um, oh. Basically, like, so I don't know if it's getting into the weeds, but dude, he had a, um, every, every Sunday, I don't know if he still does it, but for a period, he would like go for a walk, like off of his farm and into the woods and just like, you just go for this walk on Sundays. Listen and to the trees and... Totally. Gotcha. And, uh, and he started like, he would just like write these poems. And, um, so this timbered choir is just a collection of these poems that he wrote on the Sundays or the Sabbath day. He calls them the Sabbath poems. And, uh, we were trying to come up with names and Anna was just looking up Wendell Berry references. She's like, <laughs> what about timber choir? And which is so perfect because I feel like lyrically, I feel like Adam wrote a, a Major the majority of all of the lyrics and they're very woodsy <laughs> and naturey and, and uh, oh, they're folksy. I yeah, love so it. folksy and like there's such an identity there. And so I feel like when we when that name was presented, thank you, Anna. It just felt right. It was just like, oh, this makes total sense. It feels like it goes along with all of these lyrical themes. Oh, it's super, a super oh, cool no. name. Yeah. When I was told about the name, I immediately went on a Spotify and I was like, man, this is my jam. Thank I you. Love Thank folksy, you. chill, something that puts you in a right state That's where right. you're about to I'm so thankful take a walk that. or right. before you want to journal. 
You know, it's, it's right. perfect. And it was, sets the mood. Was that the vibe from the beginning, that folksy vibe? Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, if, you know, going back to Soundstripe, that was kind of the requirement. Right. It was like, we need gotcha. folk music for wedding videos, you know, preferably love songs. And <laughs> so when we got together the first night, you know, the night before we were going to start recording, we were like, what do we want this to sound like? And, you know, it was kind of thrown out like, what about something that could be on like, this is us or something like, you know, like yeah. it was like, <laughs> hey, so why not? We literally like pulled up a playlist and we're like, oh yeah, we could do this is no problem. And, uh, and so the next day that was kind of just the loose guideline the whole time. Like, could it be on that show? And I don't think we ever really thought about it all that much, but it was, this is where it gets crazy. Cause it literally like, we've known each other for nine or 10 years at this right, point. Yeah. We go to this first day of like, let's, all right, we got to write a song today. And it was so unbelievably natural. It was, it was, it made me be like, why didn't we do this so long ago? Because, I mean, we knew we liked a lot of the same music and we got along as friends and, but it was just like, wow, this feels so unbelievably cohesive and natural. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I think the first song was Come and Go, a song called Come and Go that you had already written all of. I think, I don't know if. I produced anything about it other than like, I think we kind of shaped it. A, it was, a structural yeah. thing, but that kind of got the ball rolling and the juices flowing, kind of like started an identity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this, and that song came out of, I'm assuming your journaling and, and Dude, the stuff you had been. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the first one's the hardest. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and it's funny, like, I mean, cause when I remember last summer, so when we, when we drove up to do the recording, I was kind of nervous. I mean, I'm like, I haven't really, like, I have, all of these songs, but I, I like haven't showed them to anyone. Like I haven't done anything with them. And right. I literally, I just brought, I think I just had a big stack of journals in my backpack and um, some iPhone voice memos. And day one, I'm just like, Oh, this is something I wrote on the back porch. And <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it's so good coming from like my producer brain who works with tons of artists all the yeah. time. And I get to see a lot of people's process to me. It's like his process is so pure and I'm like obsessed with it. Cause I'm like, you do realize, like, coming from Nashville, where it's like, well, I've got two co-writes today, and, and it's just, like, a constant grind, and yeah. it's, it's a total job. But to come from this pure, like, meditative almost state of, like, I just kind of would wake up and whatever stream of consciousness, like, came out of, you know, came out of my brain, I just put on a page, and, like, there's just this purity to it and this beauty well, to you, you know, it, I've been listening to y'all's music to prepare for this and on Spotify. I which told is them, great. I told them we listened to it on yeah. our road trip. <laughs> and, and honestly, listening to y'all's music, it makes sense that yeah. it was written on a page at some point. Yep. On a back porch. Not, oh, absolutely. Not yeah. in Outside. iPhone notes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, y'all's, y'all's music and, uh, you know, we're going to get to hear it later. I can almost hear your handwriting when I, when I yeah, hear it. For real. Oh, yeah. and he has awesome handwriting. I uh, believe it. So then I was, I was not yep. hearing it accurately then. It looked like, it sounded like <laughs> bad handwriting. What? No, it, it sounds like you curve all your letters. I describe yeah. that it, as bad. It's not. It's not. <laughs> pull it out because I mean, it's, it's not. Like, oh, he brought, he brought the, the It's not like perfect One font, but like, it's got this character to it. That's I'm like, sure. It's fantastic. Dude, you know, it's, it's. Look at that. You know, it's my notebook when it's got a Wendell Berry quote in. It. <laughs> look at that page. Yeah. That like, looks so cool to me. <laughs> See, that's exactly. That is the font that I pictured. Okay, yeah. so yes, yeah. that is the font like that I pictured. Almost Tolkien, but yeah, yeah, definitely English. A kindred spirit. Yes. But y'all's y'all's music is, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge folk, f like folk pop, folk fan. You know, Oh Hello's comes to mind, yeah. which might be an awesome, maybe grandeur 
someone to look for. Sure. Ben Howard. I mean, yeah. all those mm-hmm. all those kind of people that y'all's music sounds just you know not just like that, but it reminds, in that vein, it, yeah, it reminds me of that music. Yeah. And professionally done, it's incredible. I mean, Thank you. the work must be there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah, it's not just a, an acoustic guitar right. and someone singing. Yeah, and so y'all did that th- those five songs, you know, five days back to back, five songs, and then was it like? immediately like oh we got to do this again like like what what happened after that actually i want to interrupt you real quick because brandon (laughs) can speak more into like the the behind the scenes like business kind of side of things for me it was like showed up we did these five songs and then uh me and anna which have we stated that on the podcast yet that we literally did five songs in five days so it was like we had five days booked and every single day we woke up wrote a song and recorded it to completion yeah. pretty much and you know we might have gone back a couple times later in the week but like and that was it monday and to friday by, like the, by the end of friday we had a fully recorded fully written five song ep and yeah you, and you say one day and i don't want to go too much off tangent because i really want to get into y'all's story and but when you say one day how many hours are we talking for one day 10, 12, Eight, maybe. 10, yeah. 12. Nine to I five, mean, maybe we come back thing, later. Like, we're all hanging out. Our wives are hanging out upstairs because it's a you know, basement studio in my house yeah. that we're recording all of this stuff. And so my wife's pregnant at the time. And, and so, there, I don't know, there's just like, we're just hanging and relaxing. And yeah. like, you know, there was, it was kind of low pressure in the sense of like, we get just, stuck on a writing part and go sit in the backyard, yep. you know, make some coffee. Go to Taco Bell Drink if we need a little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it literally was, it, it was really casual feeling. Okay. And so sometimes it would be like a 12-hour day, but that 12-hour day would be broken up. You Got know, it. Because we'd gotcha. take breaks and yeah. Absolutely. hang. and Just uh, just for the listeners out there to know. I just, yeah. you say one day, that could be a lot or it could be not. Uh, it's like people could think four hours, like, no, it's actually a pretty long day. Yeah. Right. No, it, I'm <laughs> it was focused. Long. I mean, it yeah. was like we'd wake up and like, all right, we're going to write a song and record it today. Right. Like, that's yep. the goal. When you wake up like that, you kind of have to follow through on it. Yeah, dude. And mm. there's some scary moments there, too, because, I mean, this may be getting ahead of it, but I remember like it was either day two or day three. It was pretty early on where like um, we had like a musical idea. Actually, it was something Brendan had written and we really liked it and we worked on it for like, I mean, a good couple. A three couple, hours. three hours, and we couldn't get anywhere. Like, we couldn't come up with a lyric. We couldn't, like, figure out what direction we wanted it to go. And I remember, I mean, I think we both got kind of frustrated. Like, we are like... I was like, we just need to move Day on. two, man, like, this is going to be a rough week. <laughs> like, we, we were really stoked after that first song, and now we, right. like, can't make it. And so, and I remember we, like, took a step back, and we, like, kind of changed course and worked on something else for that day, and... That song ended up coming back around. We came back to probably fourth or fifth day, and it was just like a, oh, I just need to change this one thing about the chord progression. And yeah. as soon as I did that, which is maybe a music nerdy thing that doesn't always make sense to anybody, but it was just I know like, what you mean. That makes I'm going to take this chord progression, but rather in, instead of it being the verse, it's now the bridge. And then that yes. solved everything. Um, and then like the juices started flowing. And mm-hmm. it's actually, I think, maybe, maybe my favorite song. It's a song called Initials, but. Um, so these songs that you guys did in, in these, I mean, we've been hyping these up for like 10 minutes at least. So like these are on that platform. Yeah. So you can license them on Soundstripe. Okay. Uh, So these are on Soundstripe, but this isn't your Spotify, Apple music. It it's both. Okay. So Soundstripe, it's just, I mean, they're such a cool company. Like they have it 
on their website that you can license and, and put in your videos and use it for whatever you want. But they're like, well, we have these recordings. Might as well release them. So like these are distributed like for anybody. So they're, yeah. they're, they distribute them. So, you know, we don't own the recordings, which is fine. Um, and, you know, they put them up on Apple Music and Spotify right. and Amazon okay. and all that stuff. And so, you know, it's just like another way for them to make revenue on it, but also right. just kind of share it and, and promote their website because it's, it's kind of right. cross-promotion. It's like... I want to use this song. It, how can I use it? And I think one of our songs ended up on a playlist on Spotify and, you know... Um, cool. Somebody he might hear it on Spotify and be like, "Well, what's the deal with this band?" And as soon right. as you Google us, Soundstripe comes up, and so, um, it's it's great promotion for them, and it's worked out. And we'll be right back to more of this Easter Sunday drop the disc episode with Timber Choir. Uh, but while we're talking about celebrating, I can't go any further without mentioning our friends at Savannah River Brewery. Uh. Number one, a very cool, exciting announcement for them is that they will now be open seven days a week. So they will be joining the Open on Mondays Club in downtown Augusta, which is heavily needed and very exciting. Uh, more than just that, though, they've just released their third version of their Smash, their Single Malt and Single Hop IPA. Uh, they have a Pineapple Summer IPA coming very soon, a new variation of Blanky Kong coming very soon. There's always exciting things happening at the brewery. Uh, make sure you follow them on social media at Savannah River Brewing Company because they announce all of this stuff. Uh, they are fantastic partners of us. We will be drinking their new Kolsch on our live production this coming week. And if you're trying to find somewhere to watch the tournament, I highly recommend take a trip to Savannah River Brewing Company. I know that you guys have an announcement regarding music um, that we're not quite at yet, but I like teasing it. Yeah. Um, is that the only music that you've released as a group as of now? Is that that first EP? That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So this upcoming project is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Because we're almost at the listening to music part. Sure. Yeah. But this is pretty exciting. Dude, I, I, I'll say real quick. I mean, so at the end of this, these five days of recording, I mean, so... Again, it was kind of like record these five songs, get paid, sweet. And right. then at the end of it, we're like, oh my gosh, like this was incredible. Like, how can we do more of this? Like, right. this was, I mean, for me, it was the most fulfilling musical thing I've ever done. And um, so, like, I think we talked like the next week or something on the phone. And like, uh, I remember Soundstripe was like given positive feedback and kind of excited about the it songs. It was definitely the best feedback I've ever received for anything I've turned into Soundstripe. They're like, <laughs> what is this? Like, where did this come from? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Dude, and uh, we're, long walks we're just, in the park. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Just walking in the woods, man. Pretty much. <laughs> dude, but we were just like stoked about it. And we're, I mean, we were already like, how can we do more of this? Like, can this just be a part of our lives where like, can I just come up to Nashville and we record some songs every now and then? Cause this is so much fun. Like I would yeah. literally do this for no other reason than to just do it for the enjoyment of it. And so we've, I mean, we've been talking now about like wanting to do more. And so that's the plan right now is to just continue it and keep, keep recording songs. I mean, so next week yeah. we will be kind of, so next week. So this is released the Sunday before masters. Yep. So we're talking about this week right now that we're in right now. That's right. 
So I guess. next conceptually, this is Easter Sunday. That's release. right. That's right. This is Easter oh, great. Sunday. Yeah, so this that week, week. Yep. <laughs> it's trippy. It's yeah. It's I get it. <laughs> my my brain's too small to fully comprehend what you guys are talking about. But you're producing music, so yeah. you you yeah. get a pass. I'm too busy thinking about these microphones right now. We <laughs> have to always talk in the week in advance. Right, that makes always. total sense. So this week there will be more music that you guys will be working on creating, and yeah, that'll be in Nashville. In Nashville at my studio again, and I think we're going to stick to the same game plan where it's like we have five days set aside. Let's see what comes out of these five days. Like that's really all we have at this point. I okay. maybe have sent you a couple voice memos of like, <laughs> hey, Adam, do you like this guitar part? <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm sure you have songs you've written. I know for a fact you have songs you've written. But all that to say, we have some stuff, material that we work on individually and that this week will be, you know, Putting so, our brains together and seeing what comes out. So we don't have a title. We don't have songs. Nothing. But we know that if we follow Timber Choir, we will see new music soon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And That's speaking of true. the Spe- best tease. Speaking of following Timber Choir, can we follow you on social media? I know uh, on Spotify you are there. Spotify, Instagram. We have a Twitter, but we do not use it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I would recommend Instagram. Uh, What's your... Uh, I think it's, it's just, just at just Timber Choir. At t- Timber Choir, yeah. Very wow. unique. Very good. Very, very nice. good. Yeah. No underscore. That's great. Yeah. So before the first ever. Before we finish the spoken word part of this, yeah. Um, we're talking about announcements. Are you? Is there any like? Obviously, 2020 was an interesting year for music, and in that even if you guys could be as stoked as possible about your music, you can't really do that much about it because you can't really take it anywhere. Are you guys planning on doing that? Are you planning on touring at all? Doing any shows? Yeah, I mean, is this a is this a tough question here, right here's now? Here's where I'm at because, I mean, I make records for a living in Nashville. Right. Like I don't tour, right. uh, <laughs> and and honestly, performing is kind of uncomfortable for me because it's it's just been so long, and it was never something I'd felt I was ex- especially gifted at. I was way more comfortable in the studio, mm-hmm. and and the like crafting of albums, and so this is a very new thing for me to be like playing guitar for out out in public right and like singing harmonies like i don't sing Dude, and he is so good at it like he's gonna <laughs> down talk it but yeah i've listened we, to it you're you're full well, of it okay man. if you want to know honest. a little studio secret all of the harmonies are adam on the record so <laughs> i didn't i didn't sing a word on the recordings right but, but now, you would be live I, and I will He's be going so to in a few minutes. We did a, a couple. <laughs> Stick around. Exactly. A few weeks ago, we did like a, a live video performance. Soundstripe you okay. know, did, and they're going to use it for promotion and stuff. So that will be coming out at some point. Um, and follow, Where would we follow see Soundstripe that? Uh, on Instagram. I okay. think it's just at Soundstripe. Honestly, okay. I think um, easy to find um, there. Man, I can't say enough good things about them as a company. Uh, they've taken such good care of us. And so they they set up this video shoot for us and we like played you know, live, and this was like the first thing I've ever done in front of a camera, like so awkward for me, but like just such a cool opportunity. And so there'll be that. And so, and this performing, but other than that, I don't really know about shows. Like, I mean, I would totally do a show if it made sense. Okay. Dude, abs- I mean, okay. So <laughs> for me, I mean, cause I, I mean, like I said, I grew up kind of playing in bands and then doing right. the solo thing. And for so long, like it was just me doing my thing. And right. I like one of the big conclusions that I came to in that interim where I was like not doing shows or anything. I was like, man, I want to do music collaboratively. Like I want, I think the best music comes out of like people working together. And so, um, so that w- was one of the things that was hugely special to me 
um, about doing the initial recordings of Timber Choir. And then, so Brandon mentioned those videos that we recorded recently. And I like that. So basically it was like, we drove, me and my wife drove up to Nashville. Um, and then like the next day we were going to record these videos and Brandon and I have not touched these songs since we recorded them back in June of last we, year. And we did not play them together when we made them. So it was right. very much like, Adam, you play this guitar part. I'll play this guitar part separately. Right. And then you sing everything. So there was never us playing together. Right. Well, maybe when we were writing it. But but really just like built out the songs in a studio. So now it's like, okay, we're going to play them together live, like band format. And we've never done that before. And it's like tomorrow. Like I'm driving to Nashville. <laughs> it's like we're going to hopefully rehearsal goes well tonight because we're going to be on the camera tomorrow. And literally like first take for like we're like oh let's try this song out and it was like perfect the first was, way through it was like, like we had been in a band for 10 years or something and played it a million times it was dude, it was a weird feeling and that i've been in enough situations where to know that like that's rare that doesn't yeah usually you have to like rehearse a bunch and two musicians can just not gel that happens all the time and man there's dude, so much I, gel between us th i am so thankful for that man because it's yeah. like um, for me, like to get like, okay, this is a song that I, you know, like wrote on the back porch or in the woods or something. And it's like getting to like play it together with you, like, and we're kind of building the song together is, is really cool. And I, I guess I really hope we can do more of that. Like, we'll see Same. what the future holds, but yeah. I mean, definitely something that we want to do more of. So very cool. So we we end our show with a question that's gonna be a little bit weird right now no, I because love it. I love it because Brendan you've never lived in Augusta, right? But you can you can drive here without the GPS and you know your way around. That's so right. oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. So he's I'll take an honorary that. local today. I feel yeah. like I love it. Yeah. I actually am excited about your answer. And the drop the disc question is presented by Tranter Gray Media. Tranter Gray Media is a company that's out in Columbia County that has been making nationally relevant production and media for years. Their Emmy count is crazy. They have had commercials debut all over the country, and we are proud to have them associated with this show. If you want to learn more about them, check them out at trannergray.com. Every, every episode, we ask our guests, um, what does drop the disc mean? And so what would your response be to someone that says, or talks negatively about the city. What, uh, what would your response be? My response would be, I've spent two days here so far, and I've had so much fun. It's been such a wonderful break from Nashville. Uh, I love this town. I think there's nothing to be disgusted by. At least, maybe I've only seen the good stuff because of Adam. But uh, shout out. I've literally had such a like refreshing experience just being here and like being able to walk places and there's not I mean maybe this is to some people a negative thing but there's not it's not overcrowded like Nashville is you can actually walk down a, a main street here with shops and stuff and not be bombarded with bachelorette parties and uh it's to me that's like it's the quietness it's the it's just it's beautiful I mean you got the Savannah River right there it's just I don't know I think there's nothing dis disgusting about this town well, Disgusta about this town. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for. No. The, the answer we're looking for is whatever you guys say. Yeah, honestly. that's the answer. There's no wrong answer. Yeah. I'm a fan. Huge fan. Would would recommend. 
Dude, I, it's it's funny. I like we're literally looking at the Savannah River right out the window right now, and I I feel so thankful for Augusta. And I I guess like whether you live in Augusta or anywhere, I feel like it's so important to be to be thankful. Like we were kind of talking about this yesterday. Of um, you know, like you wake up every day and everyone has things that they're striving for, things that they want for their life, maybe things that they're like unhappy about or frustrated about. And I feel like it's so important to like cultivate a spirit of gratitude, like to wake up and be like, okay, maybe all of this stuff is screwed up, but like what, these are the things that I have today that I'm very fortunate to have and to, to actually vocally be thankful for those things. And I guess for me with Augusta, it's like, um, and maybe, maybe I, I kind of, um, get a get out of jail free card because I'm not on social media. So I don't really <laughs> hang out with people that are negative about Augusta, but, um, I, I love it here. I mean, I love the river. I love the culture. I love the people. I love all the good food here. I love, Coffee. I mean, there's so much to do in Augusta. And for me, um, I mean, I've always loved it here, but, um, getting to, tour and getting to travel and like see cities that I like dreamed about um, going to visit it's like I go to all these places and it's like okay the things that I enjoy about these places the things that I do on a day off or whatever those are my favorite things back home in Augusta and it's like I get home and I can go to Buona Coffee and and get a latte or I can go um, you know hop on the river and kayak for a little bit or it's like my favorite things are here and um, I think that the the kind of disgusta attitude is just people not opening their eyes to what's right in front of them because we have so much to be thankful for right here in this corner of the world. Spoken like a true wake up and walk in the woods and write down what you're <laughs> saying. You guys have great Seriously. woods here. Such good woods. We do have some, we <laughs> do we have do. some really good I recommend here. checking out the woods in Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> also, we, me and my wife took a walk on the Greenway today. It was absolutely beautiful oh it's oh, beautiful yeah. it yes. was so awesome it's perfectly shaded too oh it was <laughs> we took so many pictures it's great because <laughs> i use social media Adam doesn't. <laughs> and and so we'll do this transition now speaking of walking in the woods right uh timber choir uh we're gonna have some music from you guys right after this break let's do it as you guys may know, we started Drop the Disc because we saw that there were not enough people telling the story of Augusta and we wanted to be a part of the solution. But that does not mean that we are the solution by ourselves. So you may hear that we record at Augusta Podcast Studio, which is our studio downtown in the AU building with that nice view. Uh, we have decided that we are going to open that studio up to other creatives. If you have a story to tell, if you want to start a podcast, please reach out to us because we want to help you. Uh, the company that we've created is called Augusta Podcast. And we highly encourage you, just check it out, augustapodcast.com. Shoot us an email. I'm david at augustapodcast.com. And Chris is chris at augustapodcast.com. We hope to hear from you soon. And until then, it's my pleasure to present Timber Choir. Hey, we're Timber Choir, and this is Come and Go. Could sit in this chair for a thousand years and watch the woods consume the neighborhood, watch the embers. 
songs on the porch, sit here watching the daylight wane, leaving little trace, and even less memories. I just want to be still. I just want to be still. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever be free of these things that are weighing heavy on me that keep me from doing I'm going or knowing the sun comes up I go back to sleep In our so-called liberation of self we have only bound the shackles more tightly and this is right beside me.
dishes, make some
right. And thank you so much to Adam and Brendan for joining us. Thank you to Brendan for driving all the way down from Nashville. We're looking forward to hearing about the new project that they've been teasing during this episode. Uh, this episode will not have an Around Augusta, so this is just me, David, saying thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, go ahead and tell a friend, hit subscribe, send us a nice little rating or review. All that helps us to grow, and we really appreciate any kind of help with that. Wishing a happy Easter and a happy Master's Week to everybody, regardless of when you're listening to this or where you're listening to this. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.